You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Now, it is time. Hampton Roads' favorite teams and players take center stage. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, producing the show. Our guy, Robbie Vogler. We've been lied to. You've been lied to. I've been lied to. We've been lied to. And I have to say, I've, I've passed along a few of the lies to you. Now, I didn't I didn't lie to you, but I did play some lies for you, right? Played clips and uh, of people lying to you. Now I'm I'm here to to set the settle the score would be the way to to say that. The Ravens don't want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Their GM, their coach, their owner, they they don't want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. They can't want Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Despite the lies they've been telling us, here's their coach John Harbaugh. I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed, and I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And and uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. It's going to work out. No. <laughs> oh goodness. ESPN's Ryan Clark reported that the Ravens offered quarterback Lamar Jackson. Now this is, again, let's pretend, not even pretend. The NFL is play money to the rest of us. The numbers, they don't make sense. But it's a market, right? So things have going rates. The Ravens offered quarterback Lamar Jackson $113 million in guarantees initially before eventually raising it to $133 million in guarantees. Again, source told ESPN's Ryan Clark. They don't want him. $113 million as a guarantee for Lamar Jackson. Not, for, I mean, for me, they can, you want to guarantee me 113 I will consider that a compliment. For Lamar Jackson, it's an insult. You, and we've, like, everyone's been in this situation, right? Hey, are, are you looking to sell your car? Are you looking to get a new one? How much are you selling it for? 40 grand. Why? Do you want to make an offer? I, I would make an offer, but it would be insulting to you. So I'm just not even gonna not even gonna go there. Okay. That's what the Ravens should have said. The Ravens should, should have said, hey Lamar, we want to make you an offer, but to be honest with you, uh, it, it would be insulting. So uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna lay back. Not only is, I mean, do we want to go 130? The first offer, 113 million, is ridiculous. We'll go off of the, they eventually moved up to 133 million. Not only is that not in line with Deshaun Watson's market setting guarantee, it's not in line with worse quarterbacks. Watson got $230 million guaranteed. The Ravens came up to 133 million, but let's let's throw that one out because uh, that's what I keep hearing. Every other team is upset with the the Browns. They're mad at the Browns that they gave that deal. That's not realistic. Fine. 
Matt Stafford got $130 million guaranteed. Matt Stafford got $130 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers, at 36 or whatever he was, got $150.8 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson got $161 million guaranteed. Kyler Murray got $189.5 million guaranteed. Not to mention the Allens and the Mahomes, who are both over $140 million guaranteed as well, and their contracts are rollover contracts, so the the guarantee keeps kind of re-upping every year. Lamar, 133. Eric DaCosta, their GM, talks about uh, Lamar's contract at his last media availability. Well, it certainly takes two to tango, but uh, I think Lamar and I have a great relationship. I think we communicate uh, quite often. Uh, We spent some time together today, as a matter of fact. We've spoken throughout the season multiple times, and, you know, these negotiations, they all happen differently. We'll communicate effectively. We'll be as fair as we can be, and we'll try to hammer out a deal, and hopefully we can get to that point. If that offer is accurate, again, if ESPN's Ryan Clark's Source is accurate, and Lamar Jackson was offered $113 million guaranteed and eventually raised to 133. Lamar Jackson is a saint for keeping open lines of communication with Eric DaCosta. I mean, we're talking, you did, you said something wrong and you're getting the silent treatment in the kitchen style iciness is how most quarterbacks would respond to that number. Now, Lamar doesn't have an agent. That seems to be what everyone's pointing to. Lamar doesn't have an agent. Lamar doesn't have an agent. He uses a a lawyer to look at the contracts, and he and his family handle the deal. You don't need an agent to know that Lamar Jackson should get more guaranteed money significantly than Matt Stafford or Kyler Murray, let alone Deshaun Watson, who signed his deal in the middle of of a situation that, that... It's mind-blowing he got $230 million guaranteed. Lamar should be insulted. And the Ravens are saying with that offer, eh, we don't really want you. Eh. If you want to sign for well below the market rate, we'd be interested in having you, but we don't want you as our quarterback. I mean, it seriously should have been. I mean, I have an offer. You don't don't even. it, It would. You know what? I think it's best we just part ways. But that's what they're saying. Tom Pelissero is on the Rich Eisen Show, Tom Pelissero NFL Network. He was asked, would Lamar Jackson play under the franchise tag next year? And we'll speculate, I'm sure, about is he actually going to show up if he gets tagged. Lamar played for like $3 million last season, and he played for about 20 or so, 24, I think, this season. The franchise tag is going to be closer to 40. Is he really not going to play for that? And I don't know. You know, he doesn't have an agent. He, his mother is his advisor. There are just different dynamics you know, at play with this situation. But if he wants a fully guaranteed contract, the type the Ravens have not been willing to do to this point, he might have to continue going year to year. And at that point, Lamar, as much as the Ravens, just have to hope it doesn't end the way the last two seasons did, which is him missing a chunk of games down the stretch and not being there when his team is eliminated because he got banged up during the season. Playing on the franchise tag all the way through? I'll tell you right now. He plays on the franchise tag all the way through. That guy's gone. And if you're the Ravens, if you don't value him more than you than that offer shows you you value him, trade him. This is taking a nosedive. Nosedive. 
a month ago. He was hurt. He wasn't playing. I was still saying there's no way he leaves the Ravens. Then he's not on the sideline for the playoff game. Now this is coming out, and I'm going, ah, you know what? If I were another team and I had an offensive coordinator that was salivating over that skill set, I'd be putting together an offer. And the first thing I would do when I call the Ravens is I would go, listen, I have an offer for you. Uh, Now, yes, I know what the market rate is. I'm going to give you about half because that's apparently how you get down. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. How would you react if you were Lamar Jackson? 757-687-9494. Do you think that Lamar Jackson enjoyed the the offensive coordinator there that just got relieved of his duties? Do you think that's a, a possible selling point for him if he goes to other interviews? Hey, I may have an end to get to Lamar Jackson to your franchise. Oh, you oh, so I get what you're saying. Uh, in the same way that uh, when when Nathaniel Hackett left, left the Packers to go to the Broncos, everyone assumed Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded for shortly after, and he right. would follow Hackett. Um, eh, no, I, I because Lamar doesn't have a no trade clause; they don't come on rookie contracts. So, having a coordinator that he wants to play for. I guess you could just say your offense would be more like hit the ground running if Lamar gets there, but the Ravens are still going to go to the highest bidder. The the Ravens aren't going to do Lamar Jackson any favors and say, oh, we'll find the place you want to go to. That usually only happens when someone has a no trade clause or it feels like they could realistically retire, right? If if you are an older, older guy like Aaron Rodgers, we'll talk about him later in the show. Um, and I don't know if he has a no trade clause or not, but but if he didn't, it, the the threat of retiring would still be the the deal, right? It's similar to uh, like um, John Elway when he was drafted because he had baseball, he had a little bit of leverage. Like there has to be a legitimate option that you could like Lamar Jackson's going to play football. He's going to. I, I'm, I don't I don't think the Yankees have offered him a bunch of money, although he could probably do a little bit of anything. Probably plays basketball a bit like John Morant. Just those athletes that do things that, that don't make sense because uh, Lamar has a bit of that in him. Uh, again, the Ravens insulted Lamar Jackson with the offer. I, I, I'm i going to put it this way. 70-30, I think he's gone now. 70-30. You would ask me a month ago, I would have said 95-5, he's staying. Now 70-30, within the next two years, he's gone. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Do you think Lamar stays? Do you think Lamar goes? We want to hear from you. 757-687-9494. And, and goes would include being sent out, not just, hey, I'm, I'm choosing to leave. 757-687-9494. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Stefan Diggs threw a bit of a, a temper tantrum on the sideline. Is that good or bad? I've heard arguments on both sides. Stick around. We're talking about the NFL right now on the Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Are Lamar Jackson's days in Baltimore numbered? 757-687-9494. And a little bit of a caller etiquette here, just a heads up to you. If you call in either right before or during a commercial break, I advise you to hang on until the beginning of the next segment because uh, we, we we try not to leave anyone on hold too long. And uh, we were gonna we were gonna come to some callers, but they uh, had somewhere to be. Now, if you had somewhere to be, I get it. But if you wanted to get on air, all you had to do was I mean, you were a minute and thirty away. It really wasn't that wasn't that long. 
Uh, the call in line, 757-687-9494. Uh, let's go to the text line. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the conversation we had to start the show. Robbie, what are they saying? From the 757, I believe the Lamar Jackson offer is fair because mobile quarterbacks have a lifespan that is significantly shorter than pocket passers. The Kyler Murray deal is is the one that, that I would look at then. $189 million guaranteed for Kyler Murray. And he's a guy that that tucks it and runs quite often, and he's a guy that's hurt quite often. And uh, that was last offseason he signed the deal. This year he he's hurt, and he's going to be hurt to start next year. And Lamar Jackson, you, you want him to look at what's going on in the market and say, oh, you're right, treat me different than all the other running quarterbacks? That, I mean, that's not how the market works, right? Um, the other thing I'll, I'll add is uh, – Lamar's much better than Kyler Murray. I was trying to think of like a nuanced way to, well, you can look at the passer. He's just a better quarterback and, and you have to value yourself, right? You have to look around and say, if Kyler got that much and I'm better than Kyler, I deserve a little bit more, or at least an offer that doesn't come in $53 million guaranteed below. Like just get it close, right? Make me feel good. From Larry and Hampton, I think Lamar's days in Baltimore are numbered, but I think his contract negotiation is where it is because he doesn't have an agent. What I mean, I guess you could just you're just saying that that a, an agent is a better negotiator. I'd say so, maybe, but but like you don't the, the your starting quarterback is almost a partner with the franchise. You don't want to nickel and dime your starting quarterback. It's like, trust me, if a deal is good at $35 million a year, the deal is good at $40 million a year for your starting quarterback because they bring so much value, right? I, you, you sit down and you go, all right, what are your priorities with this deal? What are my priorities? Lamar says, I want all the way guaranteed. You say, all right, we want enough to, to give you an offensive line, right? Like, obviously, Patrick Mahomes sat down and said, I want an extremely long, I want stable. I never want to have to move. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm buying a part of the Kansas City Royals with this. So I don't want to, uh, like, I want to be Kansas City. And they said, all right, let's work out how a 12-year deal can can make sense for both of us. And then they found an almost half a billion dollar deal and and they moved on. You have to to partner with your quarterback. Not try to scheme and scam like, oh, if you would have had a better negotiator, you could have got a better deal. It's like, how about in good faith, you give me the deal that I'm worth, and in good faith, I go out there and lay my body on the line every Sunday for you. Let's go to Bob in Virginia Beach. He's a Ravens fan, so we'll get the fans' perspective on it. You can call in as well, 757-687-9494 is the number. Bob, thanks for calling in. What's your take on the Lamar situation? Hey. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I from Baltimore originally had season tickets to the Baltimore Colts. If anybody remembers those days, but with, with regards to Lamar, he seems like a great guy, and he's an electrifying player to watch. Um, but he just has difficulty hitting wide open receivers downfield, and I think he's a guy that can get you probably to the playoffs every year. But I'm not sure how much farther past the first and second round he could take you, simply because he just doesn't have that accurate long ball in his arsenal all right so I think if you were to take yeah, go ahead no 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 no. I, I was gonna say that that's that's fair I do think it's um a little unfair to call out his his accuracy on uh on essentially you know wide open receivers when he's completed over 64 percent of his passes in, in multiple games and this is an argument I've had quite a bit so I'm, I'm well versed in it um but 
you know, Josh Allen this year, 63%. Nobody's saying he's missing wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's great at hitting Mark Andrews. Um, but if you look at and, – and I'm not – Lamar's fault. I mean, a lot of it may have to do with the play calling. Um, but the, the Ravens' wide receivers, I think, for like the last four seasons are dead last in number of receptions and total yards. Um, but, again, I mean, I think, you know, they gear a lot of it towards his running ability – but um, but I, I'm pretty sure that those stats are accurate about the, the passing downfield in terms of the wide receivers. Okay, I appreciate the call. And, and you know, I don't want to relitigate everything about Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, status as a great quarterback in this league. Um, that The wide receiver argument is a bit chicken or the egg. If your number one wide receiver is Devin Duvernay and your second is James Prochet, are you not hitting the receivers downfield because you can't hit the receivers downfield or because your receivers are Devin Duvernay and James Prochet? Right? Willie Sneed, if if that's the guy you're you're targeting downfield, is it the quarterback's fault that you're not completing as many downfield passes as somebody throwing to, I don't know, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins? It's 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 not always apples to apples there. What I would say is you know, three seasons that he's finished recently uh, as as the starter, um, excluding this year, which he didn't really get to finish, uh, 66%, 64%, 64% completions. If you look at the NFL completion percentage for this year, uh, Josh Allen, 63, um, Jared Goff, 65, Tua, who's seen as super efficient, 64, Aaron Rodgers, 64. So he's right in the mix with a lot of guys that don't get called out for their accuracy. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. Paul in Chesapeake has some questions about Lamar. We'll go to him uh, before we wrap up this Lamar conversation. 757-687-9494 is the call in line. Paul, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Lamar? Hey, Tim. What's going on? I just wanted to get uh, just your thoughts on an idea. So everybody keeps making the argument with Lamar that he shouldn't get as much guaranteed because he's a mobile quarterback. Why can't Lamar just take that and run with it, no pun intended, (laughs) <laughs> and say, say, I mean, give me more money then. I mean, I, I, l- let me earn it. So don't give me as much guaranteed, but give me, I don't know, uh, make, make me the highest paid quarterback or close to it. You know what I mean? Make him earn it. What do you think about that? Uh, appreciate the call. Call back in any time, 757-687-9494. It depends on your priorities. He very, very, very easily could say, I want a two-year deal. I want to be paid $50 million a year. And I want 80 of it guaranteed. Now that is significantly less guaranteed money than anybody else, but you're going to hit the market again in two years. And if he stays healthy and plays well, he can continue cashing in. Um, Most athletes want a while, want a little bit of a financial cushion before you start doing that. You see it in the NBA where careers are much longer. They'll, they'll like, you know, go long-term deal, long-term deal. And then at 29, they'll start doing what they call one in ones where they sign a two-year deal, but the second year is a player option, and they'll just keep re-upping over and over and over and over again for the most money they possibly can make. Uh, In the NFL, you could essentially, as a quarterback, do the same thing because quarterbacks are really the only position that have NBA-length careers, but you still want those two long-term deals to put, you know, $150 million in the bank, and then you're you're taking less of the risk. And I I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable for Lamar to want to cash in one time, right? Just go... Give me $100 million, let me put it in the bank, take out taxes, whatever, $70 million in the bank, then we can start shortening up the deals and doing all that stuff. 
then we can start mixing it up, right? But until till I get my hundred million, which again, it's fake money to us, right? It's it's you can't even comprehend how much money that is. But when you're a quarterback, you start to your quarterback in the NFL, you start to see those numbers as realistic and it changes everything. Let's go back to the call in line. We we've we've gone too far, so so we're not gonna start the Stefan Diggs conversation quite yet. Uh but let's go to Jason in Norfolk. This is a fun conversation. I'm having a good time. Um Jason. Thanks for calling in. By the way, the number, 757-687-9494 if you want to join this conversation. Uh, Jason, thanks for calling in. What do you have to add about Lamar? Yeah, I, I just think the, uh, the previous caller that said that Lamar is not accurate, uh, he was an idiot. I mean, he's <laughs> obviously accurate. He has no receivers to throw to. He's still completing over 6% of his passes. He won the MVP. Uh, he's never had a number one dominant wide receiver, and he's still uh, – Every year has his team in the playoffs except for the last, uh, last one of the years he's been there five years. Out of four of the last five years he's been in the playoffs. So to call up and say that the guy's not accurate, this guy must not know football. He must not know anything about throwing the football at all. You give Lamar Jackson the same wide receiver set that the guy from the Cincinnati Bengals has, Burrow, you give him that same – you put him on Miami. As a matter of fact, Baltimore, let him go. Trade him to Miami and see what happens, okay? This guy can throw the ball. He can do it all. He shouldn't be punished because he's special. He should be rewarded. Give him his money. All right. I, I mean, I appreciate the call. Now, I'm not I'm not going to pile on the, the uh, earlier caller simply because um, there is a narrative that Lamar is inaccurate. And – there, there's a, a narrative out there, and I'm not saying I agree with it. That that he doesn't complete the tight window throws and all all of that. And you can go find a couple clips of him missing open receivers. But part of it is he is so talented and special in other ways that he can find success through the air differently. Meaning. Because he's such a talented runner, if you put a good running back beside him, guess what? The defense is going to have to collapse on the line of scrimmage, so they're going to have to spend more resources stopping the run, so then the receivers or the tight ends or the pass catchers are going to be more open down the field. He's going to complete a a pass to an open wide receiver, and everyone's going to say, well, he only completes passes when they're wide open. It's like, well, they're only wide open because of Lamar. So it's, it's you can nitpick in every direction. Right, you can nitpick in every direction. The guy's special, and here, how about this? If you're the Ravens, I'm not saying you have to want him to be your quarterback for the next ten years. Right? There are like not my cup of tea preferences. You know what I mean? If you are somebody that wants six five, two thirty, laser rocket arm, sits in the pocket, dissects the defense, well, then if you have Lamar Jackson, you're probably going. Ah, I don't know if I see that for the next twelve years of my my uh, my franchise. That's fine. Don't say you want him. Don't say, hey, he's our guy. Don't say 200% he's going to be back. And then offer him a deal that says, eh, we probably don't want you back. Right? If you want 6'5", 230, laser rocket arm, trade him. Trade Lamar. In the same way that if if you want uh, um, in the same way that if you want 6'4", Julio Jones wide receivers, and you have Jalen Waddle, you're probably going to have to trade Jalen Waddle. Right? If it's not your preference, it's not your preference. That's fine. But don't don't tell me it is, and then have your actions say something else. Just trade him. You'll get it. You trust me. There's someone out there that recognizes he's special, and you will get a boatload in return in the trade. 
Don't torture yourself by keeping him because someone else out there will appreciate him. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I do want to get to Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs threw a tantrum. I almost mixed Stefan and tantrum. Stefan Diggs threw a tantrum on the sidelines, backed it up with his tweets. Is, Is it good that he's frustrated after a heartbreaking loss, or is it bad that he showed up as quarterback, or is it somewhere in between? Stick around. We're big fans of overtime. So long as it doesn't end in a tie. 46-yard field goal to tie. And it's no good. Not even close. Wide right. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I have no problem with Stefan Diggs throwing a tantrum on the sideline. If you missed it, you probably had already tuned out the game because it was uh, it was over. But uh, Cincinnati beating Buffalo, it's cold, it's snowy, it's bitter. Buffalo's lost heartbreaking fashion the last three years in the playoffs, and he was doing a bit of like uh, arms out, palms to the sky, like he's gladiator saying, are you not entertained? Right? All all that sort of stuff. Only he was looking at Josh Allen basically saying, why aren't you throwing me the ball? Um, I don't have a problem with him throwing a tantrum. But I do think there are next steps that need to be need to be orchestrated. Now he's frustrated with losing. He should be, right? No one should be okay with that. And he went on essentially to say that on Twitter. Uh, again, Stefan Diggs is a wears his emotions on his sleeves kind of guy, right? And and I'll read some of the tweets. Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? Nah. It's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Fine with all that. Okay? I'm not here to pile on Stefan Diggs. The competitor in me did say when this first happened, your tantrum better not have cost us a chance to win, meaning it better not have come too early. If I still thought there was a chance for the Bills to win and he was doing that, then I would say, all right, we got a problem here. Right? If that's in the first quarter... We got a problem here. If that's at halftime, we got a problem here. But he held it together until the game was was essentially locked up and, and gone. So, yeah, blow off some steam. Going to the locker room, leaving on a – fine. Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, I don't think this is a surprise uh, because Keyshawn once wrote a book called Throw Me the Damn Ball. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson totally understands what Diggs was doing. He should be mad, Mm -hmm. and he should be teed off. All of those sort of things. They get him to football, they increase their chances of winning the damn game. There is no other option if I'm Stephon Diggs. Don't tell me about some other receiver. There is no other option. You brought me in here to help you, so allow me to help you. Well, you didn't have the time. They're rushing him. Okay, put another blocking scheme together. Whatever you do. I don't want to go home a loser. I don't want to be sitting around all offseason with the what if I, if I could have, wish I should have. Oh, no, absolutely not. I hate it when people try to go at guys for showing their passion and frustration because they wind up losing. Because if they didn't do that, that would be a problem too. I get it. I get it. I don't love that he showed up Josh Allen. Did he show up Josh Allen? Yeah, probably. Right? He, wasn't, he wasn't screaming just to scream. He was screaming at his quarterback. But I'll put it this way. Josh Allen should be worried about 100 other things before he's worried about 
Stefan Diggs showing him up at the end of an embarrassing loss. Right? That is somebody in a pool worried about you dumping a cup of water on his head. It's like, you know what? If you're if you don't want to be be soaking wet, you probably shouldn't opt in the pool. The guy should have been dealing with some things already. A little embarrassed already. Here's Josh Allen when asked about Diggs outburst. Yeah, I mean, guys are guys are competitive. Again, we don't want to lose. It's not fun losing. It's not fun losing that way. So it's it's all understood, you know. At the end of the day, uh, we got to be there for each other and and uh, continue to keep pushing forward. Now, here's here's where I say some other uh, some other checks, some other boxes, some other order of operations need to be taken care of. He has to have a real moment with a few people. I think he has to call up Josh. Right, his brother, his good friend, their video game buddy, the quarterback, the captain, the MVP candidate, and say, hey, man, I'm coming through your spot. And he needs to show up, maybe bring a cigar, maybe a drink, whatever they do, maybe a new video game console. I don't know, whatever their thing is. They have to sit down and they have to say, ah, that was my bad. Maybe do the same with Sean McDermott. Maybe do the same with, with their offensive coordinator, right? Maybe, maybe. I don't know what their relationship is, but maybe. He just has to give them an opportunity to say, nah, it's not a problem. Right? He has to let them be the ones to say it's not a problem. You don't get to yell at somebody in your locker room and then you say it's not a problem. It's like, wait a second, you don't. That's reverse, right? That's not how this works. It's just a dance that you have to do as part of a team. Right? It's, it's a little do do it's all right. I was I was loud. I, I made a, a scene during a game and the cameras caught it. If the cameras didn't catch it, who cares? But the cameras caught it. So now I have to say, hey, man, I wish I didn't do that. I was caught up. I was frustrated. And they go, no, no, no stop it. You're good. Then that's fine. Then you finish your cigar, finish your your whatever whatever you brought over, your video game. You, you go on a little kill streak on Call of Duty, whatever you need to do. And you're good. That's That's... That's how it all works. It, you treat it like it's not a thing, but also you have to understand that it could become a thing if you, you don't nip it in the bud, right? You have to get on the same page right now. So in the first quarter of game one next year, if you go two series without throwing Stefan Diggs the ball, he's not still upset about it. And you aren't thinking like, well, you know, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm kind of glad he didn't get the ball because he showed me up in that playoff game and I was cold and it was rainy and all those sorts of things. Because I don't think it's a complete coincidence that they had that little garbage time drive after the Diggs tantrum on the sideline and Diggs didn't get the ball. When every other time they've had garbage time, whether they were ahead or behind this year, it was almost like, all right, let's get Diggs his. It was always, let's let's pepper him with targets. We've talked about it, right? They get up by uh, three scores, and suddenly it's, has Diggs gotten his 100 in a touchdown yet? No? All right, well, let's, let's get Diggs 100 in a touchdown, then we'll start mixing in the second teamers. He's good enough. He's worth the trouble, right? There's only a handful of wide receivers out there that are worth putting up with all the trouble he's one of them so you, you deal with it you live you learn you move on I do think he needs to to it's almost not even an apology right it's just start talking as if you might apologize and they'll cut you off and say don't worry about it hey man uh yeah so at the game right I would we wasn't going like you know it wasn't going the way that we wanted and then click stop that you're good forget about it let's move on where are you going on vacation? 
Should we meet up and play some some golf or fish? I don't know what their hobbies are. That's that's one thing to take away from this segment. I don't know what their hobbies are. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, sports in its own words, meaning we go to the mics, the hot mics, the podium mics, anything that records audio, and give you the best quips, the best quotes, the best jokes from the entire sports world over the weekend. Stick around. This is sports in its own words on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Before we get into our, our sports in their own words, which I think we have a good one for you today, some good translations on what they meant and what they actually said, uh, a texter just put my mind in a pretzel. We were going back and forth about Deshaun Watson and the guaranteed money and and you know why that deal was overspending and why the Deshaun Watson overspend is different than the the baseball overspend because he, the, the the argument was if the Yankees spend a ton for a player they get praised and the the Browns are being uh, kind of negatively talked about for overspending on Watson we're going back and forth and then halfway through they said sorry Tim I meant to say Lamar Jackson and I was like completely different situation so like halfway through they started talking about so they they switched and and now I don't even know what I said. I could have been arguing that it was like immoral to give Lamar Jackson money when that's not what I think. It's just the, the somewhere along the conversation, the the names flipped. So uh, I apologize to Texter from the 757 if you are as confused as I am because about halfway through, I feel like I, I like came up for air from our conversation and I, I had a realization and it was... It was all over the place. So uh, that's how my commercial break went. Now let's get to sports in its own words. Beginning with uh, the passive-aggressive Cincinnati Bengals, uh, starting with their coach, Zach Taylor. Yeah, we, we just we had our mindset to go play in Kansas City, and, and it, it, I, it, is, it is tough because they they're have to formulate the plans for coin tosses, and they got to formulate the plans for neutral site games, and we just keep screwing it up for everybody, and I hate that for, for people that have to endure all those logistical issues, and then I, we just keep screwing it up, so I'm sorry. Oh, goodness, it's, it's – I mean, it's mean of us that we keep winning so your contingency plans don't need to happen. I'm, I have to apologize. If I could, I would go back and not win, but we're just too good. It's t- You wanted us to lose to the Ravens so you'd get a coin toss. I'm sure it would have been electric, but couldn't lose to the Ravens if we tried. Beat them back-to-back weeks. And I, I'm sure you wanted Allen versus Mahomes. It was going to be a thing. You were going to put it in Atlanta. It was going to feel like an SEC championship game on steroids, but again... Buffalo can move the ball. What do you want us to do? It's really a shame. Joe Burrow jumped in on the passive aggressiveness or passive passive aggression. Passive aggression. That sounds right. Here's uh, Joe Burrow. We talked about it yesterday. Just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> Gosh, that that had a little hate behind it, didn't it? A little zing, a little sting. You want to know what's funny? The Bengals are also sending refunds because they sold tickets to a potential Jacksonville at Cincinnati AFC championship game. They had contingency plans too. The Chiefs could have realistically at the end of their games and send those refunds to Cincinnati fans, but Burrow did it first. So that's probably going to be the one we remember. Would have been fun if Mahomes like tweeted it out. You too, Joe. 
Let's get a rivalry going, right? Let's let's not have like a Brady Manning rivalry where all they did was talk about how much they respected each other for 15 years. Let's get a rivalry where they like hate each other. Let's get like a a boxing rivalry where even if they don't know each other, they're just like that guy stinks. Or even if they're just like doing it, you know, if they're just doing it for the for the outside oh, yeah. world. That's I, what I'm saying. Boxing. I don't care if behind the scenes they really respect each other. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I I do like, you know, Mahomes and Allen are like playing golf with each other and stuff. I, Burrow doesn't do all the the little interactions in the off season. I do I do like that. You have you have friends that that aren't NFL starting quarterbacks. Hang out with those. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's pretty confident. I, I am. I don't know what's going to happen to Nick Sirianni if they win the Super Bowl. Because he's already pretty, you can't tell me nothing. And that's exactly what he told the referee. Hard count. Nobody budging. I don't know Now, if you didn't hear what that said, it was a little muffled. Uh, he was outside of like the coaching box and the referee was telling him to go back to the coaching box. And he said, I know what the bleep I'm doing and I'm allowed to be here. I don't know if he's allowed to be there. The way I was always told was you get three coaches in, in the white coaches box. Now, obviously he can run down to call a timeout or something like that. I don't know if that's what he was, was doing. Um, but if you say something confidently enough, people are going to believe you. Right. If you want to go to do it to an event and you don't have a pass, just stand there. And when the security comes up, just go, I know what I'm doing and I'm allowed to be here and throw a couple bleepins in there. And who knows? This is this. I do not recommend you doing this, but there was a guy I knew in college used to say all the time. If you wear a polo tucked into your khakis and carry a ladder, you can go anywhere. He's like, the ladder is perfect because if there's a pass or anything, you just go, ah, oh, it's in the, um, hold on one second. And they go, all right, just pull it on through because they don't want to make you put down your ladder. Just saying. Sirianni could pull it off. He'd be holding a ladder like, this ladder needs to get through stat. Move out of my way. Or else they're not going to be able to change the light bulb. I need to go plant some fertilizer. Nick Sirianni's come a long way. His opening press conference Spoken circles. It did not make any sense. There were sentences that began and never ended. Now he is screaming at referees as if he's never made a mistake. George Kittle, speaking of Philly, speaking of Nick Sirianni, they're hosting the Niners. George Kittle, um, fairly complimentary of the Philadelphia fans. To go into the Philly, which is fantastic, you know, atmosphere. I don't know if there's a – you can say, I mean, I love Levi's. I think it's a fantastic atmosphere, but if I'm not going to be biased, I mean, besides Kansas City and uh, the Eagles, I mean, they're pretty top tier. So it's going to be wonderful. I know how much the fans love their opposing team the opposing team, and all the fans. So it's going to be really fun, and it's going to be cold and violent, and it's going to be a blast. I know how much Philly loves the opposing team. It's going to be cold and violent. I actually think George Kittle – like there's two ways, and Kittle is is one that I'm not sure works, but it might. One is is to never get too high or too low, right? Which uh, I think most people strive to do, right? Home, away, you try to be the same player. Kittle is is obviously a WWE fan. He talks about it often. He's a wrestler. I think he almost says like, okay, on away games, I'm a heel. Right, it's like walking in is is the rock or whatever. When when you're like, no, I'm gonna be mean to everybody, but they're gonna love me for it. So it doesn't matter how you feel. So so if you go into a game with that energy, 
When everybody boos you, you're like, I'm doing my job, which is a different whole take on, on the subject. It's instead of ignoring everything, it's embracing everything. And I think it might kind of work specifically for a position like tight end where, you know, it's not quite quarterback or kicker or something where you have to, you know, be, be calm, cool, collected. Like if you're a linebacker and when they boo you, you're like, yeah, like, cause that's how WWE does it. Right. They just go, yeah. When, when they get booed, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how Kittle against Philly works because they're going to boo him. He's going to enjoy it. They're not going to like that he's enjoying it. They're going to boo him. He's going to enjoy it. And it's just going to be a little never-ending cycle. Do you think he's going to you know break the record from those double birds? No. Okay. I saw enough enough social media videos of Philly fans. And I, I, I grew up in South Jersey for a large part of my childhood. Went to school in Delaware, which is all kind of Philadelphia suburbs. Um, so I know enough people that were in Philly. I saw enough social media videos to know... Eli Manning might have like Wayne Gretzky that that record. Like there's there's no there's no reason to even chase it. Start going for second Ovi. Like that's the best you're going to be able to do. Um, and my the, my favorite part is a lot of them he had no clue. Like it's one thing if someone is looking at you and you give them the double bird. There's like some satisfaction there. It's like they saw it. They know how I feel. Message sent. Message received. There were a lot of message sent that never delivered. He was up in a booth watching the game, and there's people like down and to the left who he'd have to crane his neck to even see, and they're double burdened for like hours. Uh, that's Eli Manning got got the brunt of it. Uh, Andy Reid, there's a lot of Philly connections. Andy Reid coached in Philly for a long time. Now head coach of Kansas City, having a ton of success, still alive going into the AFC Championship game. His team is, and. Uh, <laughs> They're also going to Germany next year. I don't know if you, you heard this. They're they're part of the NFL Plays Overseas edition. Uh, and uh, here was Andy Reid's interaction with the media about the Germany game. Germany, you know, the news today, <clears throat> just your overall thoughts on that as official. You guys get the opportunity to go there. I look forward to getting a bratwurst. I mean, I'll <laughs> Looking forward to getting a bratwurst. Do you know this is going to be an unpopular opinion? Actually, I don't know if it's unpopular, but I, it, it, it's it's... I'm not sure it's best for his legacy that he becomes the jokey, jokey food guy, which he 100% is, right? He's the double cheeseburger guy. Now he's the bratwurst guy. He, the, His team actually gift-wrapped a cheeseburger for him after a game for Christmas. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves because of, of this character he kind of plays with the media where he's like bratwurst. Uh, if he played up like the the Belichick everything I do is to win football games I think he'd get a lot more credit Andy Reid is really good at his job there's enough breakdowns of the Chad Henney drive from this past week that it shows he's kind of a like a savant that we haven't seen where he's like okay for one drive I just need every play to be really easy for the quarterback and we need to go 98 yards and score a touchdown all right I got something for that and then he does it and finally if there's one thing we learned about this weekend, it is announcers have favorites. And Tony Romo on the CBS broadcast, he really, really likes Josh Allen. That's barely out wide. It's a perfectly thrown ball, but it's a little wide. It's a perfectly thrown ball, but it's a little wide. It was a ball that he uh, Josh Allen threw to Stefan Diggs. Let him out of bounds. Could... Could not be caught inbounds. Perfectly thrown would be an interesting way to put that. Uh, 
but it was almost like any ball that Josh Allen threw was perfectly thrown. And if it wasn't caught, it's because the receiver was in the wrong spot. The receiver should have been wherever the ball lands. And if it landed out of bounds, the field should have been wider because Josh Allen threw it to where it should have been. Uh, and, and we saw a bit of this with Collinsworth and, and Mahomes where <laughs> there was actually a great play made by Trevor Lawrence. He was scrambling around and he kind of ad-libbed a little flick across his 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 body. And Collinsworth's reaction was, we've seen a couple of good play, couple of touchdowns like that from King Patrick. And I'm like, how about you say Trevor Lawrence made a good play? Then Trevor Lawrence threw a dime to Christian Kirk, and it was a probably traveling there 57 yards, and it was on the money. A little bit of an overthrow there by Trevor Lawrence. Patrick Mahomes and Chuck's one six yards into the stands. Kelsey should have been there. Some of these quarterbacks can do no wrong. I want that level of commitment and support from from someone. Right? Find somebody that loves you the way Romo loves Allen and Collinsworth loves Mahomes. Perfectly thrown ball. Uh, caught by a photographer in the back of the end zone. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the subject of all the rumors once again. Is this finally the offseason? Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers. Stick around.